Broadcasting from the Third Coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. Watch mushrooms. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know what that was, man. <laughs> Careful, man. You kick over that cock ring again. <laughs> I swear that some bitch sounded like a damn tambourine hit the floor a while ago. I don't know so, whether... So oh. Tink can hear me coming. Yeah. In more than one way. <laughs> Shit, the neighbors could hear you coming. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood. And tonight, I'm back in here with the boys again. Got, got a harpoon. Got Judd in here. Is this table sitting lower? Or have I just gotten shorter? All right. I got the legs off this chair or something. <laughs> Feels like I'm sitting super low. I don't know. How you guys doing? Like I'm good, man. All right. Damn, yeah. too. Got a little break from the damn heat today. Oh, my God. Yeah, it felt way better today. Woke up this afternoon, and I was like, an ice cube in there. <laughs> Just turn that air off for a little bit. Man, it was in, like, the young 70s this morning. Like, I had to get up. I never heard it put that way before. The young 70s. I like that. The young 70s. <laughs> not not low 70s. Young 70s. I like that. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so 545, I'm standing there taking a leak. <laughs> <laughs> then I, Off your back deck, I'm guessing? <laughs> no. This is this is inside. And, and, and then I, while I'm standing there, I'm thinking to myself, geez, man, my, my dough truck should be running anytime and um i've worked out a deal for the guy to put the put the put the food in the building and and then and then i'll come and get it and i'll move it i'll move it but i'm standing there and i'm thinking jeez oh pete man i forgot to unlock the building and all i could think about was that damn big ass thunderstorm that came through last night and oh dude it stormed all night i was up until Six this morning? Yeah. It stormed from like 10 o'clock until maybe 4 o'clock this morning. It thundered and lightened nonstop. It was a lot cooler. Oh, yeah. It pushed a lot, a lot of that cool air in. Anyway, man, long story short, man, I got up at 6 o'clock, threw my shorts and shoes on, man, and literally drove across town, man, to go do that. And it was so cool. When I got out that, that you know, 6, like you, you were saying, man, it was just, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, man, it feels almost fallish out here. You see the loafer tomorrow morning? Sixty-three. <laughs> Young sixties. Young sixties. Put your long johns on tonight. <laughs> hey, that's a good little bomb. I saw the temperature and, and and pops like, dang! I may put on my long johns and go weed eat tomorrow morning if it's going to be that cool. <laughs> that's a good time to do it. If I, when I hear that in the summer, all I can think is just torrential downpours coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what it is. Yeah, but we we needed some rain, and man, we got it last couple days for sure. Got it good. Yeah, I was sitting at work the other night. I don't know, it was like 2 in the morning. And mom texts, is it bad over there? And we got outside, and there's like, the trees are laid over. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty windy here, it looks like. And then about five minutes later, the rain finally started falling. But, yeah, the wind picked up quick the other night at work. Uh, what's been going on with y'all? Jig, anything crazy happened at the shop? You had to bail Nancy out anymore? Bail her I, out. Yeah, from jail? No. Okay. <laughs> Did I confuse you or something? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, I know. Jail. Her and Tink were going to go 
eat lunch, or did they go eat lunch Sunday? No, they, Saturday. yeah, Saturday. They went and had lunch Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I slept. I think I was getting a little sick Saturday morning. I stayed up pretty late Friday night, and like Saturday, she's like, "You know, get Chinese with me and Nancy." Mm-mm. <sighs> I rolled back over, and then uh, about one, I kind of woke up. She said, "I brought you a plate back in there if you want to eat." So I got up and ate, set up for maybe an hour and a half, laid right back down and slept till damn near seven. And I, I was kind of stuffy and cruddy, you know, Friday night late. I think I was starting to kind of get something. I felt fine Sunday and later and Saturday when I woke up later on that evening, I was still a little, a uh, little congested. But I think I was starting to get a little sick. I just kind of slept through it, I guess. Mm. Um, work for me this week was work. It was had to deal with some bullshit, but I've dealt with it. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just uh, the day shift got the worst of it. Sunday looked like they had a hospital up where Kev lives at. Oh, uh, the overnight person who was supposed to be working Saturday night is on PTO this week, so they had nobody overnight. And when my assistant manager got to work Sunday morning, our boss had came up there about five o'clock and boxed to order up for him to take whenever he got to work. And it was some platelets for that hospital. Anyway, it's about about 45 minutes north of us or not here at work um, he leaves gets there and he said oh we just ordered a couple more stat so instead of calling him and letting him know this on his way there they waited till he got there and then said oh yeah we just put in some more so now, now would it be on on the people that at the office to call that dude, or would it's it be whoever's in the whoever's in the lab that puts the order in. They're supposed to call us and say, "Hey," because especially overnight, yeah. Because I may be off in the middle of who knows where, yeah. And I got somebody on the other side of the state needing something. And so if they'll call me and I'm a couple hours away, I can call my own call person to come get it and gotcha. take it to them. You know what yeah, I mean? That's yeah. the whole reason I want them to call me, just to give me a heads up. I got you. I didn't know, man, if there was like a receptionist or something that was forwarding messages to you. Yeah, we've or got something. an answering service that we yeah, forward the phones to whenever we leave the building. Yeah. And so when they call, it's going to be the answering service answering as us. Gotcha. And then she'll patch them through to my cell phone. Gotcha. So um, they tell him that. Well, by this time, the other person who comes in on Sundays had got to work. And so he calls her like, hey, have you seen this? She's like, yeah, I'm packing it up right now. He's like, well, I'm coming back from there. Meet me halfway. You know, she's like, all right. So she takes off and she's almost to him. Or, no, she gets there. And he said, they just called me, so they put in another one. So he had to give her that. And she had to turn around and go all the way back and pack up another one to meet him again halfway. It's the third time? Okay. So this was all before noon. All this happened. Okay. <laughs> They call the assistant manager, the guy who was working, at 3 o'clock. Hey, we didn't need all these. Y'all want some of them back? He said, no, we have plenty. Because they ordered all this shit stat, which is a extra upcharge. Uh. Well, now they've got these platelets that expire in one to two days. And so they're just going to go bad on their shelf. Wow. Just a waste. So, yeah, on, and we're not, now that we 
changed up all this billing. Because all these all these, hospi- all these hospitals would order a shit ton of product before we started charging like for delivery and return fees. And we we're pretty much giving it to them on consignment. We were stocking them with the blood, right? Charging them for what they used and take and bring it back any that they didn't, and yeah. trying to distribute it out short dated. Yeah. But now, whatever their stock contract is, they get that, and that is theirs. Yeah. They, they they buy it up front from us before we stock it. How do you store platelets? In a, it's like a, it's in a machine about this size, maybe a little bit taller than this gun, this gun safe, and it's got these two or maybe, maybe that wide and about half more and they're on these shelves you just lay them flat on there and when you close the doors the shelves move from side to side to keep them agitated and keep them from clotting yeah is it refrigerated or is it no it's it's play this or cap it room temperature room temperature 22 20 to 23 degrees celsius is the storage temperature for okay and then we pack them we have um it's not little cold packs little plastic bags with a gel in them Mm -hmm. we have big ones we put on the bottom shelves in the agitator, and the box to put them in is a big square cardboard box, and it has insulation on the inside of it. And so we pack and we put two hot packs down, and then like these little diaper pad things in case they bust while they're in there and they get absorbed. Yeah. And we put the platelets in there, and then another thing of diapers, and then two more hot packs on top, and then we tape it shut. Yeah. Wow. So, and you know that's vital to a lot of people who have been in traumas. Need platelets. Cancer patients have to get infusions all the time, depending on what kind of treatment they're going through. So for those things to sit on the shelf like that, it's a it it it, it drives me up. The waste is what get, I'm the same way. In my personal, I hate wasting stuff. You know, ever since I worked for you, quit wasting shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it costs. Hey, this Alfredo's empty. The fuck it is. Better get a spatula and scrap that <laughs> scrape that shit out. That's all right. <laughs> You got have a spoonful in there, man. <laughs> you Cut got you got bag. four you got four more four more four more orders of Alfredo in that bag. You better fix it. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Really hit me big time. Not only working for you, like when I was in college, but when you own your own business, right? You see where the waste goes, you know, and you want to hang on to every. You know, Dave, you say dimes make dollars, and dollars make sense. You yep. know, yep. You, you got you got to use every little bit. Yeah, what's been going on with you? You had a, you've had a whole fucking weekend, I know. <clears throat> yeah, all sorts of stuff, man. Um, um, just uh, overall, man, been doing some kind of remodel type stuff, doing a few little uh, move around things at my house, and uh, this weekend went to go see Miss Alabama, and we did uh, some car shopping, and um, we were successful there. That was a <clears throat> that was a pretty unique experience. <laughs> the uh, the car lot, we didn't really have a, a salesman that would go out there with you, you know, and show you the cars. We were at, uh, when I was telling you about it, you had a great analogy of it. What was it, like eBay? Yeah, it was like a it was like an auction. Um, was it like in a warehouse, I guess, the way you described uh, it? It was, an out, it was just an outdoor facility. It was okay. kind of like a Outside. Walmart parking lot type. And they had the cars um, that had a price on them. And you could pay uh, that price and drive it off, or it would go through the auction, and you could take a shot on whatever it sell for. A lot of it was on consignment from other dealerships, and and some of it were was uh, insurance, um, you know, repo, right. repos, all sorts of whatever it was. So we wound up finding her daughter a, 
a really nice uh, Mitsubishi. Yeah, I didn't even ask you what she ended up getting. Uh, it was Mitsubishi Outlander. Okay, and, it's uh, a SUV. Little, yeah, it was a smaller SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I mean, you know, that's that's great. We wanted to get her off off the road, up you know, up a little bit, something a little a little more than just a smaller vehicle. We looked at several. She uh, Miss Alabama went with her dad and her daughter a day or two or three um before i think it was thursday friday saturday man they hit several lots and, and the thought of that i told you before the thought of going to car lots all day for three days in a row yeah. I, i'd rather just say a good old-fashioned ass whooping and right. spend two days healing up from it than i would go to the car lots for three days it's it sucks man we had some luck we got online the luckily that we got online and we were able to pick out and kind of skim through a lot of the stuff it had a lot of the pictures inside out kind of you know you could find out if it had been wrecked or whatever so it was it made the it made the process much easier um, of course i was telling you man it was so hot just sweating i'm talking about you know miss alabama and i man we they had all the keys all the cars had the keys in them they were on a zip type man that went around the the steering wheel but it would reach or it was just a little plug that would you know you could push the on off and um i told her i said man hot let's hop in one of these really nice vehicles turn the air wide ass open and then we'll drive around and look at these cars and we see one we'll stop and get out he commandeered we'll a lexus as a golf cart because <laughs> <Yeah. much. laughs> you could because the deal was man the keys were in them so you could start it and if you wanted to drive it around the parking lot, you could kind of test drive it. If you wanted to get it out on the highway, which which which, which we did, um, you had to let the sales reps know. And one of them would ride with you. Right. So we, yeah, we got the the Outlander, man. We did. We we drove around the city and you know just check it out. But you see Harpoon like behind the wheel of a Bugatti, doing like two miles an hour, looking at other cars. <laughs> <laughs> Something that was like four hundred thousand yeah. dollars less. <laughs> so we're riding around like in a G wagon. Let's take a look at these cars. Yeah, it was it was cool, man. She she really didn't enjoy the experience as nearly as much as I did. Well, a uh, Nance bought her, her when her cars like that at a place like like at the the market out there where they had everything out and you know buy it there and they had like a bunch of dealerships come. yeah yeah they had a bunch of like pre-owned yeah. stuff used um uh, but yeah at the furniture markets they used to do it all the time and they just they just kind of quit doing it hell nobody can sell a car now i yeah. figure cars were still flying off the <laughs> off the lots or they kind of died out now i think it's the interest rates man That's, they're so they're so yeah. high i mean the you're, you're there's not a lot of um, big purchases being made. I was telling Miss Alabama while we were over there um, riding around, I, we went to go to the grocery store and went to go get some ice cream. And, and she, Just happened to go by the ice cream place. That was that was planned. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, I want some ice cream. She's like, okay. You've been tearing it up lately. Dude, man, I'm such an ice cream freak. I For real, dude. I, I'm probably eating conservatively like three scoops a day well you're not a big sweets guy who's gonna say that i know but it's so hot i mean outside i mean you know and it's cold and it's kind of like for whatever reason it's just kind of hitting my taste and yeah you're right i don't eat a whole lot of sweets but um i i usually eat about one meal a day one big meal a day and it's it's at the end of the day i'll eat a breakfast you know a small breakfast because i got to take some meds and i need to get a little something on me but through the rest of the day man i'm i'm you know i'll eat some some uh pecans or or almonds or something some kind of nuts or or fruit 
I love, man, damn, man. I'm also going through watermelons. Dude, I, I've been, like, eating um, cashews, like a snack at night. Mm-hmm. Like, if I get a little snacky at work, I'll run down to the gas station, get a pack of cashews. Mm-hmm. Hey, this ain't bad, you know. You know how much like one of those little sleeves of cashews has in it calorie wise? Uh-uh. It's like two hundred and something fucking calories. Uh-huh. I'm like, hold these things are just fat. That's all cashews are. It's fat. I've I have bamboozled myself and think I'm I'm eating healthy. Yeah. Almonds are the same. A lot of yeah, a lot of fat. Right. Yep. And I should have known that. You know, they always say in keto that you could eat nuts because it's a good source of, of, of fat and protein. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't put the you look at the serving size, it's like about four. Four cashews for a snack? <laughs> Am I an ant? What is this? <laughs> it's more than that, a candy bar. I mean, damn. So, yeah, I had to come to that realization. Um, I know I don't keep up with sports, but have you heard anything? Have you watched the news at all the last couple of days? Sports related? Yeah. Uh, there's a player for Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays, named uh, Wander Franco from the Dominican Republic. Hell of a baseball player. And they've been like on a, they've been in like in, in the race in the in the American League East for a for a shot at the postseason. It's winding down. We got like a what's that? Sixteenth, like I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a month and a half of baseball left. So the, the race is the ones who are close. They're heating up now. Well, it came out that he got put on on the uh, like a reserve list, not injury reserve, just reserve players. Well, he's when they're starting the starting lineup, you know. Well, come to find out, apparently, he had been dating this girl, and unbeknownst to him, she was 14. (laughs) And she said that she was 18. Her parents knew they were dating. Like, he posted pictures with her her and her folks, like, on social media and stuff, you know? He, He was, according to him, he was under the impression that this is all on the up and up. Well, they ended up splitting up, and his, her folks started blackmailing him, wanting like $800,000 in a Mercedes or something. $100,000 in a Mercedes, whatever it was. It was a ton of money. So they pimped out their daughter. To Pretty much, that's, what, that's what Tink said. Yeah. She was, so they just pimped out their daughter yeah. in a blackmail scam. So what happened? We're waiting to find out. But this oh. happened yesterday. Oh. Wow. So yeah, so he's like he's he's like on a reserve list. He's not even playing right now. I guess I forgot, man. Like all those like those kids, they're they're still kids. I mean, they're still like twenty something. Yeah, I think Wander is like I looked it up before I came twenty or twenty two. He's I mean, he's a young. He's from the Dominican. Young guy. Yeah, he was born in 01, March of 01. So whatever that twenty two now. Yeah, so yeah, he's twenty two. You know. And her family, I think her family was either Dominican or Puerto Rican. They were they were Latino also, you know. But this, I was tell these these young guys are are going to end up in a lot of trouble. Not just like that, but also um, financially. I was I was talking to to Jay the other day, my financial guru, you know, um, and somebody had posted an article about this company. If I can find it here. I saved it so I could bring it up. I've been, I'd saved it a while ago. I meant to bring it up to y'all. Um, there's a company called Big League Advantage, BLA. And what they specialize in is giving loans to upcoming athletes against their future earnings. Judge <laughs> already shaking his head like, mm-mm. That's a bad deal. And so there is a... 
a guy who's in the run, I think, for rookie of the year this year. His name is his name is Ellie De La Cruz. He plays for the Reds. He's about ten feet tall. <laughs> He's this tall, lanky motherfucker. That's a picture of him right there. It's him, Ellie De La Cruz. Huh. You know, faster than shit. He stole second, third, and home during one at bat the other night. Stole second, then stole third, and when the the pitcher got the ball back, turned his back, he took off for home. Stole it too. Damn. He's fast as shit. And so this company, Big Little Advantage, loans upcoming players money against their future earnings. And so far, Red's top spec, Red's top prospect, Ellie De La Cruz, will pay ten percent of his career salary earnings to Big League Advantage against a loan they gave him. Not ten percent of his rookie earnings, ten percent of his of his yearly earnings in perpetuity till he retires goes to this company. For ever, but they don't tell how much they loaned him. So it may have been a two hundred thousand dollar loan for all I know. That's crazy. But every year they'll get ten percent of his check. Boy, I tell you what, somebody talked their way into a gold mine. There. Well, they're going after these guys. There's so many baseball players now who come from. Totally impoverished areas. Cuba, Venezuela, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, uh, Jazz Chisholm plays for the place for the Marlins. He's from the Bahamas. They're targeting these guys who come from Latin American countries, Caribbean countries, or just poor places, even in the US. Some guys who come like from West Virginia or some other you know, kind of in part in the South, maybe. And They'll give them all the money they want against their future earnings. Well, what if they don't earn anything? Well, now you're on the hook. I mean, these guys right here are just a pitch away from catching one in the face. You know, football players are a play away from getting a a career-ending concussion. And so they're just – baseball is the ones they want to go to, though, because baseball players typically have a longer career than any other sport. So if you can get a guy on the hook for 10% of his lifetime earnings when he's 19 years old – He's probably going to play till he's 35 to 40. I mean, you're doing nothing but raking in money nonstop. After they sign their big contract, it's all profit after that. Yeah. Because you, know you know they didn't loan him a million dollars. It was probably well below a million they loaned him to begin with. And now uh, Wander Franco was one of them. He was one of the ones that was in it. And I think he owes them, like, I think he's, he'd assigned – an 11-year contract, I think it was. Let me double-check. It'd be nice to have. I thought I wrote it to him the other day. Have a there salary big enough to give a chunk of 10 no shit. away, you know? Wander owes the company $27.2 million of his $340 million 14-year contract. Wow. Right at 9%. Yep. Wow. So this this what these... So if you're listening to this and you just happen to, for some reason, to be an upcoming baseball or football player, basketball player, who cares fucking ice hockey, don't take these deals. Read the fine print. <laughs> know what you're getting into, for sure. It's hard to know what you're getting into, man. You know, at, at that age, you don't have perspective of, of life money. Well, especially major league players, because a lot of major league players get drafted straight out of high school. We had a guy here locally. Got signed by the Braves right out of high school. Really? Pitcher. Huh. Just from this up the road here. Wow. 
and now he's he got promoted this year to like their high A league. They have a low A and a high A league okay. in the minors. He got promoted from low to high A. And, you know, he didn't come from a lot of money. So these parents, these kids need to take time to teach their kids, hey, just because you're going to be making, of course, in low A, they might make thirty-five to 40000 a year, you know. But for a kid out of high school to go from delivering pizzas or second groceries to the grocery store to getting paid straight up 40000 a year when you were making ten working part-time, man, you think you have hit the jackpot by this point. Oh, yeah. I would have. You know? All of a sudden, that truck's going to get jacked up. <laughs> Just the front end. Yeah. Just the front end. <laughs> New tires. So, yeah, that's uh, – I, I, meant, I meant to bring that up to y'all, and I totally, totally forgot about it. it. It's just it's disheartening to think that a company. I mean, I'm not one to start screaming predatory. I think you know nobody's putting a gun to their head and making them sign these things. But when you're a 18 year old kid in the Dominican Republic and you've never had running water in your house, and for somebody to say, "Here, we're going to get you started with two hundred thousand dollars," oh my God! Buy your mom that house. Get some a house with running water. A toilet inside, you know. You're not your mom ain't gonna be living on home rice and beans now. She needs to go buy some meat to go with dinner. You know that would be what any any one of us would want to do. You know if we were putting that if we were putting that situation. But damn, for ten percent of what you'll make for the rest of your career, yeah, that's a. If he gets a ten year, ten million dollar contract, a million is going straight to that company. Hmm. You know. The contracts have gotten crazy. We talked about it on here the last couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, there's a lot of movement because the the um, the trade deadline came up. And a lot of big players got moved around. Uh, Matt Scherzer and Justin Verlander played for the the Mets had had bought a team this year. They pay before the season started. They paid big money for a lot of free agents, and it was um, I think. Matt Scherzer was one of them they got. Uh, Justin Verlander they got. And there was, a, I think, um, I don't know if it was a pitcher. Or who, it was three guys in the Mets, and their salaries, for three guys in the Mets, their salaries were more than the entire payroll for the, the Oakland Athletics for three players. It was more than their whole team's payroll. <laughs> and the Mets sucked this year. Could not win a game to save their life. So at trade deadline time came up, they started moving guys out. Both Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, those two big acquisitions, they both got traded. Verlander got sent back to the the Astros. And Scherzer went to uh, uh, the Rangers, Texas Rangers. And, and I think the Mets had to pay like $50 million of, I think, Max Scherzer's contract as part of the deal. So not only did they lose a player, they still had to pay a bunch of his contract too. <laughs> but the, the Mets got a new owner a couple of years ago, and he wants and, and he has been throwing money around because he wants to win a, a, a world championship. Just how much does it cost? Oh, yeah, well, he, he tried that; it didn't work too well because <laughs> he paid a lot of money and it still didn't win. I uh, just can't imagine there would be any kind of real payback for that. Well, it's about I mean, if you're throwing that kind of money around, obviously you don't care. 
You just want to see that trophy sitting on your shelf? Yeah. When you're rich, that's what you want to do. You want to be able to buy championships. I want to be able to get the fuck away from people. <laughs> you can have your teams. Just give me an island somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's been going on in the news this week? Hawaii. Speaking of oh, yeah, islands, yeah, 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 yeah. Mahina. That was horrible. Speaking of islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Beth Ann, I think you met once from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of hers was living there, was teaching. Mm-hmm. And luckily, she was able to get off the island. Just so happened her her husband um, had took their son to Oregon because he was starting college, and he helped move him over there. And so like her husband and son weren't even there. But she was able to get on a Sounds boat. Sounds like our plan came together. Nice. <laughs> you think they're the one that started it? No. It went in the volcano? <laughs> no. Dad, I'm run. Not gonna make of that. I'm not going to make light of that. That was It was horrible. The whole town is terrible. gone. And, there, and there's nothing that they could do. Wouldn't it started by a, a volcano? Well, I thought it was lava flow that started I it. I don't think so. No. Oh, They're man. saying now that there was... There's a lot of stuff floating around about this. Yeah. You know, put your conspiracy theory hats on. And that tinfoil over there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, somebody was talking about it may have been like power lines that weren't properly taken Run care of. Mm. Um, I, I heard that. Um, but I also heard that they had, like, so they had a warning before, like a red flag warning. Mm. That hey, this we got a storm in the Pacific. We need to start making preparations, and nobody knew about it. Mm. Now I just just I just thought it was started by lava flow, just because it was Hawaii. That's what you would assume. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it's, it's horrible. That I mean, everything's just pretty much ash. Yeah, and you're on an island. You only you only run so far. You know, that's what's so bad. You're pretty much trapped with the fire unless you can get on a boat, you know. Well, yeah. there was people jumping in the water yeah. to get to get away from it. They still haven't found it. Half the people. Oh, my gosh. I just saw, like, somebody had posted a, a picture of, like, the before and after, like, aerial shot of the, of the town. It's horrible. Yeah. Everything was, was black. Yeah. It's gone. Um. What else has happened? Oh, I saw uh, uh, Trump got indicted in Georgia Georgia today. I saw that. I think there was like 10, 12 different defendants in the case, including him. Um, God, I, think I thought I'd save something else to, to read. Interviewing him somewhere, maybe before he, before he got on his flight. And they said, do you have anything to say? Would you, will you take the plea deal? And he was like, we don't do plea deals. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> hey, man, stick by it. Yeah. Stick by it. We uh, don't do play, plea deals. No, no, please. No, please. Um, this person has said, what, what's the dumbest travel mistake you've ever made? You ever just like really fucked up when you were traveling? I really hadn't. We, uh, yeah, we, I I've been... <laughs> What did you do? I went to the airport on the wrong day one time. Oh yeah, that's a that's a common one. Did you go too early or too late? Yeah, I went to the day before. Okay, good. That's yeah, that's better than showing up 
the day after. It's just that the airport was like 100 miles away. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's the shitty part. That was the shitty part. <clears throat> I forgot somebody said that they had, um, they were flying into, they were flying into Tokyo and they couldn't figure out why they had such a long layover between flights. And they landed and like, oh, this is at another airport. Four hours away on the other side of Tokyo. So they had to like get on like, they had to take like two trains and a bus to fucking get there. They, they barely got there in time. It took up because I mean, so but, you know, Tokyo traffic. I mean, come on. It ain't like, it ain't like it's around here. Wow. There's 50 million people live in Tokyo. Um, one guy said that he had, uh, that they had, uh, done something similar to you. Only they showed up a year early. They had booked their flight a year out instead of for the same year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they couldn't like, the gate agent's like, well, what the, why is this not working? They're like, oh, well, you're a year early. Oh, right day, wrong year. Yeah. It was a business trip. The company had booked a flight for the next year instead of that year. <laughs> Shit. It's like, good job. Um, oh, I read one the other night. The, woman's, the woman was saying, the, the subreddit was, am I the asshole? People tell like a situation, and then everybody votes if the person was an asshole for reacting the way they did. So, this lady was going to fly, and she got called two weeks before her flight by by the the carrier and said, "Hey, um, we're going to upgrade you for this flight since you have you you've got so many miles with us, and you've been a loyal customer. We're going to upgrade you to first class." Well, she was over the moon because she had never flown first class before, and so she gets on the plane. Everything's going well. They get up in the air and stuff. And one of the flight attendants comes to her and says, hey, there's a 10-year-old back here in economy. Uh, his parents are up here in first class. Would you be willing to let him sit up here? I'll switch seats. And the parents have been upgraded also. But they didn't upgrade. The, the company wouldn't upgrade the kid, too. So the kid was back in the economy still. And the, and the uh, almost said sky waitress is what I call them. <laughs> so flight attendant drives, drives Tank up the wall. She's not a sky waitress. I'm like, yeah, she is to me. Um, <laughs> hear that? She's the bitch running beers, so she's <laughs> the waitress. That, the, ass is, the ass is clinking, baby. That means it's empty. Let's keep them coming. Okay, toots? Um, Ain't going to get itself. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the, she said that the sky waitress was like, well, this is what we can offer you, this, this. And she's like, how about I just stay here since I paid for the seat? And said she looked kind of taken aback by it, and she's like, okay. You know, she's like, am I the asshole for not letting this 10-year-old come here and sit in first class? <laughs> I was thinking, hell no, I wouldn't get up. You paid for the seat. You know, the parents could have upgraded the kid if they wanted yeah. if they wanted to pay for it. Well, one of them could go back there exactly. and come up there. Yeah. You know. And the thing is, the kid was in the, in the economy with his grandparents. It wasn't like he was by himself or anything, oh, okay? Yeah. But she said the woman sitting next, old woman sitting next to her, shamed her over it. And I'd say, well, yo, bitch, get up. You go back here and sit down for a while yeah, then. granny, hell, the geriatrics are back right. there, yo. I yo, mean. bag of fucking bones. Get the fuck out of here. You got time for your shit. Uh, am I being mean? Hey, man, what's uh, So literally, man, I haven't heard a whole lot about that one, speaking of airplanes and stuff, that one lady that got the, the viral video of her... <laughs> You know that motherfucker's not real. Yeah, whatever that is. I oh, mean, what? she she put out a video this week. So all right, yeah. So tell me about. I, I oh, she just about did it. like the basic. That's not me. You know, I I I don't do that kind of stuff. I didn't mean that. You know, she was just rambling, trying to. Exp- no, bitch, crazy. You got drunk and you went crazy. 
So is that what it was? I mean, she was just drunk. Oh, she had to be drunk. The way she was something. slurring her speech. Something, yeah. I never understood people who get pissed off on planes. No one wants to be on the plane. Right. No, only people who want to be on the plane are the fucking pilots. And I guarantee if you ask out of the three of those, two of them didn't want to be there that day either. That's work. Why make it that much more difficult to be on a plane? Y'all seen them videos of some bitches men duct taping them. Oh, they yeah. Get out, they get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get out of hand. They're like. Whoosh, well, my thing is the people who get on the plane and want to start shit. <laughs> or bring their whiny ass kid and park them uh, behind me. <laughs> Kicking my seat the whole way. Or if they cough in your mouth the whole time you're on yeah, the plane. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just jig. <laughs> open up. Yeah. Um, now, I, the people who get on the plane and start throwing fucking fists, there's not enough room on a plane to get into a fight. We're in tight quarters here. The best one I've heard was Tom Segura. He uh, fixed the guy up pretty well. He uh, <laughs> Tom flies. He's a comedian. Uh-huh. Flies a lot. So he flies first class. And said he, this guy was making a big deal about getting on like with the people who were hurt and needed extra time and everything. He made a huge deal about getting on before the first class people. Tom said, sure as shit. We walk on the plane. Dude's sitting back in economy in his seat. I open up. I go to put my, went to put his stuff up above the first class seat. That guy's shit was up there over Tom's seat. Tom grabs it and throws it down the aisleway toward the guy. The guy said, what are you doing? He said, your stuff is over my seat. Well, I put it there. He goes, well, you can put it over yours back there. Guy didn't say shit. What are you going to say? Yeah, right. I said, we got on one morning. We were flying uh, to Jamaica, and I'm a firm believer in dressing for where you're going, not where you're at. <laughs> because that morning, it was fucking cold. But I still had on shorts and a T-shirt. I just put on a, like a little light jacket over it, you know, and flip-flops. Because it, it was like 40 degrees that morning. <laughs> going to the Bahamas. So we get to the airport, you know, go through it, everything. We get on the get on the plane. We got to, got to Atlanta. Got on the plane in Atlanta. I still had like that little zip-up jacket on, and the lady said, you may put it, we're flying first class, and she goes, you may put it in the uh, the uh, closet for you. They have a little closet up there. They put people who have like, suit coats or, for first class. I'm like, yeah. I zipped it and handed it to her, and this guy was coming on the plane. He's like, here, will you take mine too? She goes, sorry, this is for first class. He looked at me, and I went, <laughs> don't know buddy <laughs> but the guy in first class across from me he was dressed for our weather yeah. when it was 40 degrees okay corduroy pants dress shirt with like a like a cash like a like a woolly like sh- sweater over that <laughs> over his dress shirt Going to leather shoes we landed in jamaica and it's 90 fucking degrees i'm like that dude has got to be Boiling, right it's humid as shit. You know, we're in the jungle. You know, and this, this dude gets off and sweating. I'm like, I'm gonna put my jacket, in my backpack now. I'm all good to go. Now, I don't understand people who want to make plane travel extra hard. I've never understood. Or people who want to get to the airport late and do the mad dash to the plane or get there a day early. Yeah, like some people. I'm not going to name. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes travel can be stressful. 
Oh yeah. You know, and, um, add an extra stress, man, with somebody that stinks or <laughs> that's loud or, you know, tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> well, just... There's a, a Reddit, a subreddit called passenger shaming where people take pictures of people acting like assholes who are out like in public travel. Uh-huh. People putting their feet up on, on, like they'll put their feet up on the, on the wall of the plane yeah, and like run it up to your the armrest in front of them. And so the person in front of them got a big foot underneath their Hell arm. No. Barefooted. Hell pull their, no. They pull their pull their feet up, pull their shoes off on planes and shit. Hell no, man. That shit ain't going on my armrest. Hell no. Oh, dude, there's 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 one on there. I saw the other day the dude had pulled his socks and shoes off and was had one foot up in his lap, like scraping the skin and shit. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh man. Fuck. I'm, I'm serious. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't want you want him to scrape off his athlete's foot all over the all over the walkway? Uh, no, see, I'd, I'd, I'd have issues with that. There was some player for the Toronto Blue Jays was complaining because uh, his wife and kids were flying on a plane, and the kids destroyed like their seating area, food all over the floor and stuff. And the the sky waitress told his wife to pick she need to pick all that up and clean that, and they took pictures and made a. They made us clean up after our kids. No shit. They're your kids. Yeah. Same fucking flying Chuck E. Cheese. She's yo. a sky waitress. <laughs> She's not a sky maid. She's supposed to be bringing me drinks, not picking up after your kid. So, yeah, I, I can't stand the, the entitled bullshit. Oh, do you want to talk about your your, your lawn mow your lawn mowing? Uh, epiphany this week. Yeah, I, I found it very interesting. It was very good. Yes, I love the analogy. So, Jig, man, uh, this weekend I was um, Miss Alabama's, and and uh, I started doing some some mowing. I, I was push mowing her yard. She was weed eating. I didn't bring. She had offered. She said, "Man, you know, you uh, weed eat, and I'll mow." And I was like, "No, nah, man, I didn't bring any jeans. I, you know, it'd be I'll 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 mow." So, first time in over thirty years, man, I'm behind a push mower, and. Um, you know, every, I've, I've told it plenty, man. You know, growing up, push mowing was, it was punishment. Yeah. You know. And, Still is. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I'm a couple of laps into it, and then I, I kind of realize, I'm like, oh, man, I'm for the, the, every time, man, before this, I'd always been pretty mad that I had to mow. But I probably for like that, that first five or ten minutes anyway, solid, man, I was I was thinking, how can I make this enjoyable? You know, or what can I, what, what positive can I think about while I'm doing this? You know, and I was thinking, wow, this is a good leg workout. Cause it's, she kind of lives on a slope. So it was kind of going up the hill and she likes to have her grass, man, a lot higher than I would do it. Cause she, she puts, you know, a lot of effort into making it look good. I scalp mine. Me, yeah. That's what I told her. I'm like, I bring it down the dirt so I don't have to yeah. do it again. I cut mine to the point. I hope it dies. We're going to make some mud today. <laughs> she, she's like, no, no, let's just, you know, clip it along the top. You can walk through it, man. It's still, you know, if you were barefoot, you wouldn't see the top of your foot. So anyway, man, I'm out there and I'm push mowing and I'm thinking to myself, you know, wow, this was, you know, such a big part of my life that, I, I mean, I was, it was kind of like a little therapy session out there, you know, for a couple of hours and it was, it was mad hot, dude, super hot. I mean, all I had on was a pair of shorts and a straw hat and, and some shoes, obviously, but, um, 
the whole time I was out there, I mean, I was, I was reliving a lot of the, a lot of the, the, just the, um, the, the mental breaking that, that was given to me, man, you know, it was going to be like, Hey, look, you're going to do things my way. And if you don't do it, but my parents telling me this, and you know, if you're not going to do it my way, then you can go grab the gas can and grab the lawnmower and mow this yard and that yard. And then you come back. And if your attitude ain't right, then you go mow a couple more and come back. And if it still ain't right, you go mow a couple more. So it finally at a point, I was like, fuck it, man, I'll do it your way. And that was the deal, man. I mean, they wanted, you know, it was there. It was that, that, hey, I'm going to get your attention. There is a consequence for not doing things right. You know, they weren't tyrants. They weren't saying, like, hey, man, you got to do it just because I'm saying. But they were trying to lead me in the right direction, you know. And after a certain age, they quit hitting me, you know, and was like, okay, we'll do something different. So punishment for me was pushing a damn lawnmower. And I'm telling you right now, dude, at the end of that, dude, I, 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 I mean, it was, I felt so good. Like I felt like cleaned out for some odd reason. Like it really kind of helped me out to do that. You know, I don't know, man. I, I, it was, it was just, it was really different. It was, I enjoyed it. Um, as crazy as that sounds. Um, now, I think we all, as you get older, you look at things differently. Uh huh. You know, that's why the old saying is if, if you're not a Democrat, when you, if, uh, if you're not a Democrat when when you're young, you don't have a heart. If you're not a conservative when you get older, you don't have a brain. That's kind of you know our views change as we get uh, our, our worldview changes. Mm-hmm. You know when you're young, you want the best for everybody, mm-hmm. and you think yeah everybody should be equal. Well, as you get older, you realize oh everyone can't be equal because everyone won't do things the right way. You know, yes, we should have some welfare, but we have to restrict it now because people who sh- who don't need it are trying to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want everyone. I think that changes not just politically. We look at, we look at religion differently. We look at our own lives differently. We look at our family differently. I mean, me and Tink have been married for almost twenty years. I look at her differently in a lot of ways now from when we from when we were twenty seven. You know. Um, you recognize that though. That's a that's a huge thing for somebody, whether you realize it or not. You oh yeah, seeing yeah. things like that mean mean a lot. Yeah, for your mental health. I've always appreciated the fact that um that I had that structure. You know, I didn't appreciate it while I was <laughs> while going I through was, it <laughs> while I was going through it. You know, but you know, it gave me a um. It gave me a sense of, of right and wrong. And if you know what's right and you know that there's guidance that needs to be given, man, then it's almost on you to give it. Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of the way it was handed me down to me, you know. So inside of me, I'm like, hey, you know, if th- th- I-, I always want everybody to do well. I want everybody mm-hmm. to go in the same direction and, and all, you know, do everything. I mean, be safe, obviously, and have fun and and all this stuff, you know, I mean, the, <clears throat> a lot of what was in that time frame of mowing these yards and stuff. I mean, it was, uh, I was, I, I was also very protective of my, my younger brothers. They were, they were, it was that kind of that I was early, mid 
late teens. Kev, you know? Kev was probably in his late teens, and and Mike would be in his mid teens. I guess when you were like twenty, twenty one, something like that. Yeah. So you know, I was I was young twenties. My, my, my young twenties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's just a lot going on, man. And I and I for a couple of hours the other day, man, while I was out, just absolutely sweating my ass off. And first of all, man, this was the first time in my whole life I've ever mowed with a mower that had a bag on it. Hmm. Like all mine, just been kicking it out to shoot. Right. This motherfucker, man, you made four or five laps, man. Then you had to go empty this bag <laughs> and then come back, you know. And I'm gonna t- so it's it's ten thirty in the morning. And, uh, and I come to her and I'm like, hey. nice and steamy. I'm yeah, like, just hey, get started. <laughs> hey, what we think about, you know, going on? Oh, well, you know, whatever, whatever. But sometime around four or five, six today, man, we'll get out and go do the yard. And I'm like, ooh, if we're going to do it, man, let's go do <laughs> let's it. Let's get man. knocked out Let's now. knock that shit out, man. <laughs> yeah. We can relax this afternoon. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we do the heavy lifting up front, man. We get So the rest of the day is cool. I don't want to dread that all day. Yep. But anyway, a couple, couple of hours of it, man. I mean, I really, uh, I'm mentally inside of me, man. I was physically beat up and mentally beat up at the end of it, man. I was, um, it was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was really, it was really I, as crazy as that shit sounds, man. You know, you got out and it, it was, I tell you, man, kind of sometimes like last summer when I was running that chainsaw a lot, mm-hmm. dude, I was getting it out of me then too. <laughs> You know, I felt great after that. I mean, yeah. I was, you know, breaking, cutting shit up and heavy lifting. This is a and gym rat. I think you got that out of the gym a lot of times. That's got- it. Yeah. See, that's where, that's where, like, originally, man, I, well, not originally, but I guess so, man. Like, I mean, I kind of finally figured out that the way I purge things out of me to let go, let go of the hate, you know, to where I can accept or, or just move on or, or, cleanse from it or whatever i got to get it out yeah you know and i and the more physical i can be um to get it out man it's it, it it's kind of like man bringing all that emotion man to fruition but in the most positive way that it could help me you know so whenever i'm doing like the chainsaw and i'm fucking cutting and doing and hauling and you know and i end up at the end of the day with a, a huge physical accomplishment, man, but also, man, mentally, man, I've let go of a lot of shit. Yeah. And and back then, what it made me realize was back then as a kid, all I was doing while I was doing all that was holding on to it. Hating. I was hating it, man, and, and packing that shit on. You know, but now that I've I've grown up, you know, to a point where I realize, hey, I can let go of all sorts of shit. You know, but I just got to do something physical and hot and sweaty and exhausting, you know, to do it. And that's fine. I mean, I, you know, going to the, yeah, you're right, man. I don't know. I'm just rambling. No, you're fine. I'm just saying. I think we got to wrestle sometimes. Yeah. We did plenty of that shit growing up. No, me, you need to wrestle right now. (laughs) I'm going to take your ass to the Kumite, man. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com to check out all the shows in the network. Also, be sure to check out our sponsors, lockebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with the promo code Hango. Also, check out mydelta8.com. At The Hango Show on all social medias and at Hango Wood on Telegram if you want to talk to me directly. Harpoon Jut. Love you guys as always, and I love every single one of y'all out there. Hope you have a great day.